0: Welcome to the Salted Carmel podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church. My name is Jody Curtis and I'm a parishioner of the parish. And with me is my co-host, David Cook, the stewardship director, the always agreeable stewardship director at the parish.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna forget a <laughs> I thought you were gonna forget an adjective there for a second.
0: I almost did. I almost did. <laughs>
1: I would have been disagreeable if that happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what we finding, we're finding, we're loving to hear our parishioners and those con- connected to our parish, their faith journeys and stories. We know that Jesus has given all of us unique gifts in order to share his good news of the gospel, and we'd like to teach other people or to help encourage other people to share their stories as well. So, David, who's our guest today?
1: Our guest today is Kathleen Ford. Kathleen, how are you doing?
2: Well, hello, hi there, guys. I'm doing very well this afternoon. How are you?
1: Pretty good. You're not. You're not feeling any jitters or anything. You're ready, confident. English
2: oh, either. no jitters here. But just
1: wait. We'll we'll get intimidating like we always do.
2: Oh, <laughs> brother.
1: Do you mind uh, telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your connections to Our Lady?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I um, am parishioner of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. I did grow up in the Indianapolis area and attended um, St. Lawrence Catholic Church over there at 46th and Shadeland and then went to Lawrenceworth High School and and moved away and then um, uh, a job reload for my um, Now, ex-husband brought me back here uh, to my roots in 2016, and um, my son uh, started there at Our Lady in uh, seventh grade, so he went through seventh and eighth grade, and my daughter started at Garen. So, been back here uh, in uh, the Indianapolis Carmel area uh, for about five years.
1: Exciting.
2: Nice. Very nice.
0: Um, Kathleen, do you remember a time in your life before you had a relationship with Jesus Christ?
2: Well, I um I've always had a relationship with Jesus. Um, born and raised into a very devoutly Catholic family, which, oh my goodness, the gift of the Catholic faith is truly the most amazing blessing uh, a parent uh can give their child. But certainly times in my life where um, there have been um, Moments or, or phases where um, the relationship was far more distant um, than I would have liked it to have been. Oh. Um, but I find that the Holy Spirit um, nudges me back through whether it be a retreat or um, a book or a homily at mass. That seems like I'm the only one in the pews, you know, the, they're speaking right to me. Um, and so, um, definitely it's kind of been, um, you know, a, a rubber band type relationship where, you know, I pull away and, you know, I'm <laughs> back to where I'm supposed to be. And, and right now, I'm really glad that I feel, um, my relationship is is strong and on track and, um, just see a really bright future for myself, um, because of my faith.
1: I and love man, it. that. That's a great way to describe it. A rubber band. A <laughs> I
2: record. know. I like that too. Well, yeah. and you know, it's the tension pulling away. That's where yeah. the, you know, you got to put some yeah. strength into that. When you let it go, it just easily moves back into place. So.
1: Amen. There you go. Do you mind uh, just expanding a little bit? You mentioned retreats, books, other homilies. Do you mind uh, expanding on some of the more concrete ones that really affected your life and kind of made that rubber band snap really?
2: <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Well, there are, you know, some very poignant um, uh, places that um, the Holy Spirit really worked and moved Um uh, in particular, I've always suffered a bit with depression and, um, oh gosh, sometimes self-loathing, but um, having trouble like seeing the beauty in myself, um, and particularly that really um, was the case in high school, and um, I was able to attend uh, first a retreat at um, Franciscan University of Steubenville, Boy, that's holy ground there. Mm-hmm. And um it was um just awe-inspiring. A, a lot of miracles happened there. Um, <clears throat> but what I prayed for is to, you know, find a place where I can see myself through um Christ's eyes. But truly there, um you know, laying in the spirit a few times. I if, if people aren't sure what that is, you just kind of are overcome. It's like um your soul faints with just pure grace um <clears throat> and you just kind of uh you sit there and you soak it in it's kind of like a spiritual a healing experience so that happened to me there and then um also um literally there heard the voice of Jesus um aloud uh there so it was all it was a youth retreat and um that had happened to another another person i didn't know we were all kind of gathered in like a cafeteria area, the person went down, everyone was frantic, and literally a voice came out, children, be not afraid. And you hear that often, be not afraid, um, as a a way Jesus or an angel introduces themselves, you know, I come in peace. And so that was really miraculous. And then just to see the power of just the Holy Spirit, people singing, people Hugging, you know, and just being so full of faith and um, hope really left a, a, a place in my heart um, that, you know, I continue to go back to that place. Um, sometimes in church, uh, we'll sing songs that we sang or I learned there, and it, it just brings me right back. Um, another um, really, really powerful um, retreat was a pilgrimage I took to Medjugorje. Um, mm, nice. And this was. Yeah, it was amazing. It was um, right before college. These are just such formative years. And uh, my heavens, I have uh, two teenagers now and I can't imagine growing up in in the society right now. I mean, I I look back and I thought I had struggles, but wow, what they have to deal with. But this was um, in the middle of the Bosnian war and we were led there. It was a youth pilgrimage by Father Ken Roberts. He was known as playboy to priest. (laughs) had a great wit. And um, it just so happened. I mean, we thought that the retreat was going to have to be canceled. Um, but uh, it was the the summer of um, 1990 or 1991. Anyway, there happened to be a ceasefire for a brief time, which was right when our retreat was scheduled. So traveled over there. And um, wow, that, that village, um, those are just very simple people who are are so holy and they open up their homes to people from around the world and just um, had an opportunity to do a lot of introspective um, prayer and thinking, but also climbing, um, you know, cross mountain, um, you know, while we were there, we saw um, the, the visionaries um, in the church there um, during an actual apparition. And then um, there was a time we were on another, you know, prayerful mountain where uh, Mary had first appeared and um, the visionaries were speaking to her at, but there was also kind of a um, translator saying, you know, Mary is here. She's, she's, she's over us now. She's kind of circling around everybody here and praying for everybody here. Um, <clears throat> but it was just, it was an amazing transformative um opportunity to really feel the presence of, of the Holy Spirit in the world and um, just the gift that Our Lady, I, I just developed such a, a devotion to her through that trip, the gift of Our Lady in our lives and um, how she's always walking with us and she's always there. And so um, those are two. And then I also had re- attended a, a Christ Renews His Parish retreat um, in, in Northern Kentucky and um, ended up being, you know, I thought that I thought it was a one weekend thing. What? <laughs> and um, and then you know, Don't give it so, away. I, Don't tell. Oh no! But then I went on in, um, to become the the uh, lay director there for the giving team, and then also attended um, uh, the welcome retreat at Our Lady of Mount Carmel um, in the midst of. Um, kind of a, a painful divorce and place in my life where I had, had experienced a, a great deal of death and moved here and um, lost uh, touch with a lot of friends. And so that was um, a great way to, again, the Holy Spirit just is always there inviting us. And so th- those are some examples, I guess I would share. Yeah.
0: Wow. Right. You've had some beautiful, powerful moments well, and sure. really special.
2: What is your life like in Christ now? Right. So, um, as I mentioned, I moved um, back here in 2016. Um, and, um, my dad, we knew he was sick. He died, um, right as we were moving here, um, hard transition. He actually died on the feast of the assumption, wow. which the fruit of that mystery is a happy death. And, um, yeah, he had, uh, a. a a battle with esophageal cancer it was kind of a surprise diagnosis um and he lived um about um 10 months after that and he was able to celebrate his 50th anniversary with my mom and and passed away and he was he was at the Barrington there and so we were there all the time moving here gave me an opportunity to really spend those last days with him which was great but um the the day before he died um, I was walking up to his room and I hear him praying out loud the, the Hail Mary over and over again. Now, my mother would always lead the family in rosary. And my dad was always, you know, three Hail Marys before him. So he was saying it so fast. And then I heard him say, "But, oh, but I've done so many already oh, okay. Hail Mary. you know. So it was like he was having a conversation. I think, I don't know if it was with Mary, but he was having a conversation with somebody there. And um, that night my mom visited him and he said, um, the last words he said to her was, I'm going to be late for my flight. I've got to go. And she thought it was just kind of dementia speaking, um, but he passed away the next day. Oh, and so um, we like to say, you know, mom helped pray him into heaven and he, you know, took, we hope he took a nonstop flight there on <laughs> Mary's, you know, coattails. That's what we said, you know, eating caviar and drinking champagne. Um oh, but yeah, it. so that was kind of um a start to a, a really painful transition for me. And then um a few months later, my mother-in-law passed away. Um, we moved here from the Cincinnati area. And then, um, uh, unexpectedly, um, my my then husband decided that the marriage was no longer something he wanted to be a part on a part of, and <clears throat> complete shock, like we had never talked about that, and so just a very painful grieving process. And then, the place I had moved away from, it was um, the friends there. I mean, we were like each other's family, and you know, their kids were my kids, and vice versa. We all lived close together, so. Really having to navigate through that painful time without those people um, in my life was hard. And then, of course, um, my ex-husband comes from a very large family I was very close to. So just felt a lot of like everything has been taken away. And um, um, just, you know, I didn't know what side was up, what side was down, right or left, right or wrong, true or false, Um, and I just really dove into prayer, Um, in any way I could, I, you know, I sought counseling. I, father Richard was amazing to me through that, that process. Um, and then just, of course, being concerned about my kids and trying to, um, be the mother I was supposed to be. That's my biggest regret was really falling short there. Um, they needed a lot more support and, and love and reassurance than I actually had physically, emotionally, and spiritually to give, but we're all, you know, we're in such a better place now. I'm, um, on the tail end of an annulment. Um, I I never thought I'd see myself as a divorced Catholic. It is a truly lonely place to be. Um, and some of that, I know I put on myself, but it's just, it's hard, um, when you see families in church and, um, some of the readings, you know, speak about the importance of, of marriage and, um, you just kind of feel like an outcaster. And this was really of no fault of my own. I'm not saying I was the best wife ever. Certainly we all have our flaws and, um, I'm sure I contributed to, you know, the de- demise of my marriage in one way, shape or form, but I really fought for it every way I could. But, um, I, I really, um, I'm at peace with it. Um, My mother, um, right away was saying, Kathleen, this is a divorce is, is God never wants a divorce, but through this annulment process, knowing that, of course, Christ is always there, but I I really, uh, strongly believe there was that lack of spiritual sacramental marriage that, you know, I've learned through this annulment process, but you know, here I am, um, and you know what? What I've had to learn to do is stand on my own and realize uh, we are all enough because God makes us all enough in and of ourselves. And so that's a lesson I've kind of learned about learning to love myself because God loves us all, right? And He's given us all gifts. And so um, <clears throat> right now, I had worked in TV news and done a number of different things. But what God put on my plate now is this: <clears throat> I now have a publishing business that I own. Oh, uh, through Decided Excellence Catholic Media. So I have two Catholic magazines. And so I'm able to <clears throat> kind of use that as a handlebar to move forward, share faith, help grow the community. Um, and it's a way that, you know, it's kind of culminated um, my professional, my personal, my spiritual, my religious, my family life into all one big, beautiful package. And so,
0: oh, I yeah. love it. Good for you. Good for yeah. you,
1: Amen. If you send me the link, we can link it in the description and stuff too, so people
2: can oh, see, yeah. see
1: the website and stuff. And,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I don't have a website. It's it's a it's a print magazine, but um, a, a number of the people in the parish probably receive it. We have um, um some that go to the east and the west side, and then we we partner with Our Lady and um, uh, Elizabeth Ann Seton, as well as Saint Maria Goretti and Our Lady of Grace out in Noblesville to just kind of. It's, we call it like social media in print form, like bring the Catholic community together and, and share stories of faith, kind of much of like what we're doing here on the podcast. We have family features and then <clears throat> just um, Bishop Barron is in the magazine, he and Scott Hahn. So we've got some great national um, contributing um, authors as well, but it's just been a, a neat um, adventure and um Sometimes super
0: passionate about so yeah, fantastic! Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, sure. you, mentioned,
1: you mentioned a lot, and so I'm, I
2: know. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness,
1: I have I have two questions for you, um, sure. and you can unpack them however you want. Um, but the first one is: I think the annulment process is some something of a mystery to a lot of Catholics.
2: Absolutely, so I don't
1: know if you mind going into that a little bit. And then the second, sure. is is. Um, you went through a lot of struggles, you mentioned prayer, but how did you continue to find hope through all those things?
2: Mm-hmm,
1: what mm-hmm. did you cling to yeah
2: yeah well I'll, uh if you don't mind I'll start with a second um Go for it. i i um my mother um the gift of my mother here on earth and the gift of my heavenly mother in heaven um truly where were my um two um tools, I guess, (laughs) um, just, um, she saw me in such a place of pain. My, well, obviously they both did, but, um, my mom, Margaret, Mary Harris is amazing. Um, and just constantly, constantly reminding me. And I just, I, I couldn't make sense of it. Now I see it though, that, that the pain and the struggle and this cross is, it's a burden, but it's a gift God is giving you to grow closer to him to learn, um, refine yourself, focus on what it is um, that is good in your life and know that you really don't have control um, over anything other than how you live out your daily life. And so mom just constantly praying for me, <clears throat> letting me cry, letting me you know fall on the floor when I needed to. Um, and then just the gift of the rosary and just, again, having that, that moment in, in Medjugorje to, to refer back to and feel that. And one of the, the, the miracles I, I saw in Medjugorje that I still see every day is the, um, the miracle of the sun. And, um, I can look out at the sun any given day. I mean, when the clouds aren't there mm-hmm. and see it still. So, um, you know, it's not meant to convert anybody, uh, but rather just a gift and a reminder that you know heaven and earth are always um, working together. And so, um, so, so that I guess just um, reaching out to, to my heavenly mother and my mother here on earth um, and asking strength to be the mother I am being called to be too. That again, through the divorce that was <clears throat> in the last few years, that has really been the main area of, of my struggle is trying to take that pain and, and and give it to God. So I have room to embrace what it is my children need and, and be that support for them. Um, but yeah, just prayer and, um, and music and um, seeking out. I mean, like watching prayerful things on EWTN and, you know, what you put in it, it is so important, what you're listening to, how you're spending your time. Um, just trying to remind myself to always um, put, put good things in so good things can come out. Um, part of my... Um, decided excellence, we always talk about begin again, like it's a begin again culture. I mean, every breath is an opportunity for us to begin again, really. Um, And sometimes, you know, each day we begin again. And sometimes we begin again several times throughout the course of the day, but I'm really at a begin again moment right here in my life. Um, And so I'm I'm just blessed and I'm grateful um, that I, you know, for a long time, I, I just, I couldn't, see a light. I knew it was there, but now it's just, it's bright and it's beautiful. And I'm just so grateful. Um, so the annulment process, um, yes, it was quite, uh, a, 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 an enigma to me as well. Um, but essentially what has to happen, um, and this isn't true for necessarily all divorces, um, but there has to be a cause something was lacking. um, from a sacramental standpoint at the time you got married. And so what the annulment process does is it investigates kind of your relationship um, experiences that you had, you know, prior to um, getting married that maybe had an impact on your um, emotional, mental, and spiritual ability to truly commit and make the sacrament that you are. And so what um, I'm finding, um, you know, both uh, my ex-husband and myself had a lot of baggage from the past, right, um, that wasn't unloaded prior to getting married, and um, we weren't really able because ourselves, ourselves weren't complete to give each, ourselves to each other, and um, there is, there were just some really, uh, whether it be immaturity, I hadn't really dated anybody. I didn't really have an experience. I didn't really know what love was or what it was supposed to look like. Um, and so, yeah, so there's, you know, it looks different for everybody, but, um, um, father door had, you know, he. I'm not going to go into the details of all of that, but, you know, he had said that, you know, based on what, what both of you had experienced and, you know, that he didn't think that there would be a, a problem. So, what it happens is you fill out, um, you, you get in touch with the tribunal. Um, in this case, it's the Diocese of Lafayette, and I spoke to somebody there, and she sent some paperwork. So you start with kind of what's called a case study, and um, they're pretty um, difficult questions to answer, but it's, it, it it has you kind of take a look at where were you at leading up to your courtship. What did your courtship look like? Um, what did the beginning of your marriage look like? Um, you know, were you both Um, willing to have children right away, um, where there things you didn't know about the other that should have been shared, things like that. Um, so you fill out the case study and you kind of do a really in-depth, um, look or inventory, if you will, uh, of what was going on in both of your lives at that time. And then you send that off. And if they think that there's enough kind of like, uh, meat and potatoes in that, I guess, to um, move forward, which which we've done, um, then um, you um, seek out um, some people who you think would be witnesses to share. And again, it's not about blaming. It's not about right or wrong. It's about, was that sacrament truly um, in place, um, the sacrament of matrimony? Um, so certainly we were married um, and, you know, with two beautiful children, but um, did that sacrament actually happen? You know, just almost like when you have to to truly get the Eucharist, you have to ha- go through reconciliation. Otherwise, that's not truly um, a sacrament that you are truly, um, what am I trying to say here? Um, in unison with, I don't think that's the right word. But anyway, um, so. Um, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I can't uh,
1: the right word either. Right.
2: It's um, so.
1: State of being, moral. Right,
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so, um, I've, you know, sent off, I, you know, lined up witnesses and again, it wasn't about right or wrong. It's just about what did you see? You know, what, what did you think about, you know, each person as an individual and together and, you know, what did that look like to you? And so that's all been done. And now, um, uh, that there's different categories but i think mine is like lack of discretion uh and and the ability to marry i think is on both of our parts so i have a uh a tribunal testimony uh scheduled now for january 1st and it's funny i was scheduling it and i said you know okay does does father like cookies i'm gonna bring cookies i'm so nervous I've got to, you know, uh, bring some sweets and, um, you know, certainly try and get this off on the right foot. But uh, I feel really positive about it. And, um, yeah, lots of prayers. And and my children and my ex-husband are 100 percent behind it. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah. So,
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. I do think that's a scary process uh, for a lot of people and something that if you haven't gone through it or don't have a need to go through it. Most of us don't fully understand how that works. So thank you for sharing your story. Well,
2: and that was the thing too, in getting divorced, I said, oh my gosh, I can't lose my faith. Like my Catholic faith is so important to me, but at the same time, I don't see myself as being alone the rest of my life. I don't know what God's plan is, but I certainly wanted to um, do whatever I could um, to open up that possibility of having another relationship, you know? down the road should that be something that you know god puts on my plate so right
0: good for you
2: good for you ah
1: yes uh we like to say staying salty um and it seems (laughs) <laughs> so uh basically we're trying to redeem it because you know it's kind of the the sassy response you're you're being grumpy or sassy or salty we're trying to make it sound like how are you sharpening your sword on a daily basis Absolutely. How are you being a good disciple so how are you staying salty
2: <laughs> well again um I, I, this this opportunity um of, of working with decided excellence catholic media um Every day we have conference calls and we start off with the consecration um, to Mary. Um, it's a very faith-based, positive spiritual um, community and in that work is prayer and prayer is work. And you know our mission is to evangelize and um, you know strengthen families um, that are already enriched in the faith, but also really we're hoping to reach out to people who have fallen away. Um, and just get the gospels back into their hands, um, you know, kind of help the Holy spirit, you know, with, with his soft whisper and, and plant those seeds and remind them, um, which I needed to be reminded of that you are a part of this Catholic family. You are a part of this, um, faith and you're wanted and please come home. You know, that's kind of our mission there. Um, And so we we do our prayers and we have, you know, um, expectations that we need to follow. Of course, um, you know, I work with different local businesses from a sponsorship standpoint. So um, really trying to find quality local businesses, um, organizations, not for profits. Um, to partner um, with this mission and then, you know, in turn, help them, their businesses grow too. So that's a big part of it. um, The sales arm of it, if you will. Um, But it's, it's, um, you know, I I mentioned I used to work in TV news and I can hardly watch the news anymore, but this is an opportunity for me to bring positive journalism, um, writing um, ideas um, and get them into the homes and families. Um, Sometimes we do like a teen corner. So really trying to reach out um, to the different um, ages and, and people where they're at meet and where they're at and just invite them back home. Um, but so <laughs> I have, uh, my kids and I all have ADHD and so working, um, from home, um, I mean, obviously I'm out and about meeting people, but just trying to order my day. And one of the the calls they talked about in ordering your day is first you start with prayer and we say, you always have to get your head right. And then, um, you need to have some type of intellectual um, involvement, uh, whether it be reading a book or learning something new. Some type of physical um, exercise. Um, family obviously needs to be a part of that, and then and then some type of something that brings you joy, social or or whatever that might look like. So, trying to include those elements of everyday, because truly, when we fill all those buckets, you know that that God has in in each and every one of us is when we are our best person. So trying to be the best version of myself, 1% better every day. That's, that's how I'm trying to be salty. There There you go. Love it.
0: (laughs) Well, Kathleen, you had so many beautiful messages uh, for us today and and a lot of good advice. Um, David, I, one of the things that really hit me that, that Kathleen said that I think could be a good call to action for our listeners is to begin again. Yeah, And I I think whether it's, you know, maybe you haven't been to confession for a while to begin Mm -hmm. again, maybe if you haven't been um, saying daily prayer to begin again, if you haven't been going to mass on a regular basis, begin again. There's so many things that we can, or maybe even just begin (laughs) Right, those things that we've lapsed in to think about beginning again. I think Mm -hmm. it's a good message for all.
2: Yes. 2.0 right here. <laughs> or maybe it's, you know, uh, 22.0. I don't know. we got to begin again every day. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Kathleen. Uh, we like to end with a prayer. Would you mind leading us?
2: I would love to do that. Um, as I mentioned, um, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is what... Us, it's the breath inside us. It's that whisper. It's that call to communion. And um, it's truly <laughs> the source of, of peace and, and joy. So I thought maybe I might um, say St. Augustine's prayer to the Holy Spirit, if that would be okay. Yes. Love it. Okay, great. Uh, breathe in me, O Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may be all holy. Act in me, O Holy Spirit, that my work too may be holy. Draw my heart, O Holy Spirit, that I love, but what is holy. Strengthen me, O Holy Spirit, to defend all that is holy. Guard me then, O Holy Spirit, that I always may be holy. Amen. Amen. Thanks for our listeners
0: for joining us today, and stay salty.